Tyler Anderson was tremendous, just tremendous. Can't say enough about him. Six no-hit innings, took it into the seventh against one of Major League Baseball's best lineups and lost. And you know what's next? Yeah, trade the guy. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dayon Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coming to you from San Diego, where the Pirates lost to the Padres here last night by a 2 to nothing count, and the score wasn't that close, if I'm being honest with you, because the Pirates' bats had absolutely nothing going for them. Second consecutive shutout for the Pirates, including the one Sunday back at PNC Park to the Cardinals. Not a great look, not a great feel. That's five losses in a row now. And anyone who's going to start wagging the told-you-so finger over how this team was going to eventually, or sooner rather than later, fall apart, well, they're not exactly falling apart, but they're not exactly continuing what they did that drew a lot of attention, and rightly so and fairly so, through the first 23 games. But Anderson, Anderson's another story. Because Anderson represents the classic case of the pitcher, the starting pitcher, that you want to be able to move before the trade deadline. And in turn, he also represents why the season itself could fall apart. And not everyone's going to be able to put those two and two things together and come up with four but they probably should. They probably should. Because this season was never intended to be yippee and everything else that it was just a week ago. It's not a roster that's constructed that way. The older guys who are on the team ideally are players who Ben Charrington can move for prospects. And as we saw with the Joe Musgrove trade with these very Padres... Teams will give up anything for a starting pitcher. Never mind one who does what Anderson did here last night. Don't think the entire baseball world didn't notice what Anderson did here last night. They'd love to have him on their side. Heck, I wouldn't be surprised if the Padres, who are desperate for starting pitching themselves, wouldn't covet Anderson after that kind of display. So, yeah, that's what you do. You move the guy. You move him. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends back home at the North Shore Tavern. That's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's the home of Steak on a Stone. It's also the world's only dedicated, year-round, 365-day Pirates sports bar. A great place to go and watch the ball games while the team is out here on the road. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Anderson's, I don't know if he's been a revelation. He was always a pretty good pitcher, not a great pitcher. Charrington signed him as a free agent, didn't catch much attention. He's 30 years old, but he's a lefty. That's basically a baby in lefty years. And he's now carrying a 3.24 ERA. 
and multiple swing and miss pitches. Ask Fernando Tatis Jr. about his multiple swing and miss pitches last night. He was outstanding. He's also got the right attitude. Listen to his response whenever I asked him if he was satisfied with this particular performance. Tyler, you've obviously pitched really well through the whole season. At the same time, facing these guys on this field and knowing the kind of lineup they have, uh, you know how how satisfying was it to perform like that? Uh, I feel like wins and losses are the most satisfying part. So it's not as satisfying not as satisfying as you would think um, or as you would hope. But uh, it was it was all right. Funny, but that might not be a relevant answer in Pittsburgh. But it's the right answer somewhere else. In 2021, you know, it's going to hurt regardless of what happens to the Pirates over the next couple of months as a collective. It's going to hurt when they do get around to moving guys like this. How about Richard Rodriguez? Rich Rod should have been the reliever of the month for April. That honor went instead to Mark Melanson, who got the save last night against the Pirates. Melanson had... Comparable numbers to Rich Rod's, but Melanson also had nine saves because he plays for San Diego and Rich Rod plays for Pittsburgh. Rich Rod's a perfect candidate to move. Perfect. What about Colin Moran? Like, you could do this with a not, not a ton of guys. I don't think the Pirates have a ton of commodities. If they did, we'd be talking about a very different thing right now. Adam Frazier's in that equation, too. These are guys that some people thought, and and not without cause, that Charrington could have, arguably even should have, moved over this past offseason. He didn't. He took them into this season hoping, banking on, them becoming valuable players that he could either use to compete with this team in the phenomenally unlikely event that they were going to do that, or parlay them into prospects, which is still what this is all about. It is unmistakably what this is all about. That script does not change. That script did not change a week ago when the Pirates were a game over 500, and it doesn't change now, certainly, when they've lost five in a row. So, yeah, go ahead. Thank him, congratulate him, everything else, wish him well. But trade, absolutely trade Tyler Anderson. When we come back, just one question. Welcome back. It's time for Just One Question, and that comes today from Paul, who says, let's play what if. What would the Pirates' record be if Ka'ai Tom, Dustin Fowler, Anthony Alford did what they needed to do? Just bring up one of the young bucks to play instead of these second chance, hope to have them catch on retreads. (laughs) I guess there's a question in there somewhere. But I'm with you on this. I'm with you on this. There's a difference between the retread guys 
and Tyler Anderson. So let's draw a line of demarcation there first. The Anderson that you saw pitching last night at the risk of being repetitive here was really, really good and also really, really valuable either to Pittsburgh or to another team. That's not going to change even if he has a couple lousy starts. One more time, they saw what he did here in San Diego last night. And that's going to matter. Think the Dodgers weren't watching up the road? Hmm? How about that? They saw it. But, on the other hand, there's Todd Frazier, who's completely wasting a roster spot and really ought to be gone by the time Kibrian Hayes comes back. And then there's the guys that you mentioned, the rotating endless carousel of really bad outfielders that they keep bringing in that are all around the same age. If you notice, like around 27, 28 years old, like they're, they're someone else's failed experiment. You didn't even mention Chris Goodwin, who was brought in to spring training and was supposed to be the guy who was challenging Alford and everything else. He was formally released by the Pirates here yesterday. He's, he's gone. He is no more. So there's actually four of them. And that's that's getting a little depressing. I mean, if, if you add into that further, Philip Evans being pushed out there occasionally and not being able to play the position, you have this terrible combination of guys who can't hit, but they also can't field. I, I have a feeling, Paul, that this would be different uh, to paraphrase you here when you say that you want to see some of these young bucks play had Jared Oliver not gotten hurt at the satellite camp had Cole Tucker not needed and he definitely needed the time to try to find a way to hit at the major league level if Cole Tucker is drowning in the majors the last thing you want to do is just throw him right back in the water Oliver that's different I'm not a believer in Oliver. Uh, I don't see what his shining pluses are. Certainly not offensively. But I'll take him over these guys. I'll take him over any of these guys. Really, really tired of watching them. So we're on the same page here, Paul. I appreciate it. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening. And we'll do another Daily Shot of Pirates tomorrow. University in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door, your car, your gym locker, your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.